Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Oh, Steve and Larson! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and Feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. For those of you who are interested in watching our reactions and thoughts on the return of CM Punk to wrestling, we do have a separate AEW Rampage review available right now. You generally, at least last week, uh, Rampage went up first, which I think we'll just stick to that. You do Rampage and you just get that yeah. up and then I'll follow suit. Um, Sounds good. Because uh, for a go home episode of SmackDown, uh, last episode before uh, uh, SummerSlam, you know, dude, when we had made the decision to do Vegas for SummerSlam, we were sort of, you know, the reason we were originally hesitant at all was, well, WWE might do something crazy on, you know, the go home especially then when it was announced that CM Punk was going to be on Rampage. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, WWE is going to counter with something really cool. Uh, they didn't. 
they had they did a redo of Roman Reigns and and John Cena's face to face. Let me ask you this really quick. Do you think just starting there, do you think that was because Vince didn't think last week's was good enough or did he think that was so much fire he wanted to do more of that? The latter. Really? Okay. The latter. Yeah, okay. I think he was really into Cena's all I got to do was 1 2 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think okay. he was really into that. Okay. But it was yeah, it was virtually the same thing. Virtually. I thought Roman was came off a little stronger this week. His bit at the end was good. Yeah. Um and the revelation that we're getting uh basically a career but Roman Reigns said, "Hey, the stakes are higher. I'll leave WWE." I, was that the thing that they're countering Punk with? Oh. I guess so. Roman's going to get all the buzz. And I dude, look, I'm not it's difficult to analyze this through an unburdened lens, given what we just saw on Rampage. Totally, totally. And I think also, too, you know, I, I, I'll speak for myself, and I'm guessing I could probably speak for you in this instance, is the whole time SmackDown was on, I'm like, it's a seven yet? Well, they didn't is help themselves. Yet? No, and that's part of the reason. I was looking at my, my proverbial watch. There's no watch here. Like CM Punk, I'll look at the time, but there's no watch there. Yeah. Um, is like... Outside of the the Edge's promo to open the show, there wasn't a whole lot of captivating stuff on SmackDown. There was a lot of really confusing and beguiling stuff, like why was Tegan Knox and Shasi Blackheart in a championship contender match against Tamina and Natalia when they already won a championship contender match on July 16th? Because that match was announced tonight during the show. I'm like, hold up. This has happened. And so I went double-checked. I went looked at my notes, got the date. I went and looked at the, their introduction on the July 16th episode of SmackDown. And sure enough, Michael Cole, before they go to commercial, say it is, it's a championship contender's bout. I understand it happened a month ago. Natalia got hurt. No, no, Maybe no, they no, think no, people no, forgot. No, no. and it, that was following them answering the open challenge a week and prior winning. and winning. And, winning. and yes. the week after the second match, Tegan Knox won in singles competition against Tamina. Why are we rerunning this shit? That's this is what I text you because this uh, I mentioned this on the rampage review, and I'm gonna yeah, get a little briefly, animated yes. here. Please, you had mentioned you said you know with WWE yeah, because I, I still like plenty of what WWE does. Um, I like the Riddle stuff right now. I think it's really strong. The RK Bro stuff is yeah, good. There's, good stuff I, there's plenty yeah, of yeah, good yeah. stuff. Roman still pops me, and I think this Roman Cena match, by the way, is gonna be great. I think that these guys have number one. They have in the past between the two of them face to face. One on one, they have put on I think like a three and three quarters or four four point two five star match. They're mm-hmm. great wrestlers together. They have yeah, great it'll be chemistry. a good match. It'll be a good match. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you said you know WWE has issues, and you're totally right with uh, character consistency, character motivation, story logic, right? Yeah. Which is totally true. Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes, and you could argue what the percentage is. Of how often they get it right, how often they get it wrong, right? What I don't understand, because I understand that stuff can be difficult. Although you look at AEW, maybe it's not that difficult. Maybe we just, maybe, maybe it's not as hard as it seems to be, you know? Why anybody backstage would say, hey, let's do this championship contenders match. Let's specifically call it a championship contenders match when we already fucking did one. Yes, Larson. 
Maybe there's an expiration date if you win a championship contenders match, and since Natalia was out a month, uh, then they got to do it again. It's the only reason I can. I mean, that's that's a reason, I guess, right? Like maybe maybe Bruce Pritchard. Oh no, yeah, their, their contendership runs out. What the I mean, but, fuck, man? Like, do something fucking new. Why don't you? Or if we can do the same thing, at least make it logical. Yeah. You know? Give us a fucking like, reason why we're saying the exact same match. For for example, yeah, they won a championship contender match. They didn't get their match in 30 days. They got to do it again. or something. It's, it's a terrible reason, but give us something, you know? Or what they could have done is do another singles match, maybe between Natalia and Shotzi Blackheart right. to build up to their eventual title match, which will probably be this, which should be the SmackDown, I guess, after SummerSlam, since the match is not going to be the SummerSlam card. And during that match, you could say, "Oh, by the way, prior to Natalia's injury, because they did mention that on the show tonight, that uh, Shotzi and Tegan won a championship contenders match. They are number one contenders for the tag team titles. You could actually advance the story instead of starting all over again." I don't get it, dude. I don't I don't get what the fuck is going on backstage when they this this makes sense to somebody. And the only explanation, the only the only explanation I could think of is they're fucking lazy. That's yeah. the only explanation that exists for this shit. They're fucking lazy. Yeah, I think they are pretty to lazy. be booking this stuff. They're so busy worried about whatever the fuck. What I don't even know. I don't know what else they have to be worried about. I mean, Vince probably has a million different things going on. You oh, know, sure. They're dealing with Nick Khan and releasing people and, and signing 16 more people at the tryout today. Yeah, yeah. Who are, you know, going to probably go nowhere before they decide that they don't need these people anymore. And they're going to wait for the worst possible time to release them, by the way. Like, it's so, so meanwhile, the creative of their show goes to shit. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know, man. It's so dumb. It's so it's so be- unbelievably dumb that like they expect us. Oh yeah, we're cool with this, and it's because they don't give a shit because they have a million different billion dollar revenue streams. So why would they care? They don't care. Why, why the would fuck they would they care? They have no no reason to care because there's no incentive for them to improve. Yeah, I mean, they have about a million and a half people that are gonna watch their programming every week, regardless of what they do. They've got. And a- if if their if their network partners are content, obviously they're not happy. If they're content. With treading water for a while, with hopes that okay, now live crowds are back. Hey, Vince has promised us stuff, promised us the good shit. Yeah. You know, now that they're in front of crowds, well, you know, we'll we'll just play out. But right now, you know, it, this is the situation we're in. This is the status quo for WWE. With they have no incentive to turn things around. Yeah, that's so a, they won't. That's exactly right. They have no incentive to turn it around. Because, like, everything's working because for the longest time they were the only game in town. And Seth Rollins goes in at a comic book convention and says, oh, writing five hours of TV is really hard. That's why it sucks. Which is essentially what he said. Somebody yeah. said, hey, why does the creative suck? Because five hours of TV is really hard. No, it isn't. Evidently, it's not. Like, Tony Khan does three and it's great. You know, and this dude's not even, he, he hasn't even been in the business for, but, like, two years. This dude literally walked in off the street He's just a fan. He was sitting at that Long Beach, New Japan show with a Bullet Club shirt on like a nerd. He's got a bunch of money. He's like, hey, I could probably do this. And guess what? He can. Can. Apparently, it's not that hard. You know, at the end of the day, is you're telling stories. And if you know how to construct a story, 
beginning, middle, and end with the with the satisfying payoff or conclusion. As long as you know the building blocks how to tell a story. How long has Adam Blumpy had done that the 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 rebooking stuff? And he always does a really cool job. He always has yeah. like a really cool story idea. Yeah. Shit that makes sense. Yeah. Let's have another championship contender match. Okay. That's done. Cool. That's done. All right. Yeah. Let's let's uh, uh we got what what else do we have to worry about today? Oh, uh, uh, Roman and Cena. We got that match coming up. All right. Well, uh, they do last week. Just do something like that. Yeah. Just have them talk to each other. And then you know, granted, I enjoyed the Baron Corbett stuff for that's the most just, part, and pretty, I thought he was I fun. thought he was fun. It was fun tonight when he was yeah. coming out clutching that briefcase. Yeah. And like eyeballing people in the crowd to make sure no one took it from him. I enjoyed all that. That being said, have him face someone other than Kevin Owens because he lost clean as a whistle to Kevin Owens last week. No reason to have that match again. Well, even so, like that sort of illustrates the point. It's like you you love what Baron Corbin does when he comes out because the performers are great. We've been saying that for so the long. The performers are great there. WWE is creatively so lazy. They fall back on the fact that their performers are really good and people really like their performers. And so the performers have to get themselves over essentially yeah, right. when they're, when they're continually dealt dog shit yeah. creative yeah. and they just have to make that into something decent so that maybe the next story they're in, they can make it out of the dog shit story in one piece. Hopefully the next story isn't also dog shit. Yeah. You know, but guess what? It's probably gonna be dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's yeah. just, it's, it boggles my mind. When I saw that champion, that stupid fucking championship contender graphic again, we're going to do ads in the uh, Rampage one. Yeah, we are. When I saw that that graphic again, I was like, it is, of all the things to break me, <laughs> of all the things to break me, right? Like, it's not three-hour endless Raws. It's the same night CM Punk comes back to this company that he says, man, this place is like home. Know. You know, meanwhile, in fucking clown showville, you got another championship contenders match because of some fucking weird thing that Vince likes all of a sudden. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not just it's another championship contenders match. It's the championship contender match between two teams that already had a championship contender match and the same team end up winning both championship contender matches. It's not just, oh, here's another championship contender match. It was a repeat of a match we already saw that there was an outcome to that match. A team won. Which and was a rematch of another match. This is the third fucking time. I know. I know. Nothing of consequence. Nothing of consequence. The only thing that we didn't see tonight was Sasha Banks, because who knows if that match is going to happen or not. <laughs> they're at me. They're promoting it still. So they are promoting it. So that's good. They're still in negotiations um, right now. I guess. I guess if there's one, uh, one positive to be gleaned from SmackDown is we heard the 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 Brood theme for a little bit. They teased it during a segment. Did play it. Hey. But then the recap of that segment, they played the Brood theme. Hey. People who know know that's an awesome theme song. That's that's top five. It's a theme top ever. five theme, right? It's so good. That's good. It's man. So good. It's good. So anytime I can hear that, I'm happy. But that was uh, 15 seconds or some like wait. Let's play the whole song. Just play that song on loop for two hours, and it'd probably be better or more enjoyable smack than what we got tonight. Hey, dude, guess what? We're gonna on Smash Zone next Thursday. I'm gonna load up that. Did, did, was that clip of Seth Rollins talking about five hours of TV? Was that was that on? Did somebody catch that on video? Probably. Yeah, I uh, think so. I think so. Mercy on Twitter. That dude just goes around every comic convention and just sticks his fucking foot in his mouth. He was great tonight, by the way. He was. It, his promo was really good. His shit's really, really funny. Good. I can, I appreciated the uh, uh, the. I I actually kind of thought the like Edge was kind of hokey, was saying the freaks come out at night or whatever. 
But I yeah. du- I dug the the shit coming down from the from the roof. Yeah. I thought it was I mean, cool. He was wearing a white it, suit. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. It's <laughs> like when uh, when uh, Cardona had his match against Nick Gage. Wore yeah. white pants, white oh, shirt. Yeah. So when he bleeds all over the place, you just see all the blood. I know, yeah. I know. It was it was smart of Seth to wear white, given what was going to happen to him. But yeah, the edge part of it was really cheesy. Like, just have Gangrel come out, please. Oh, I know. I wanted Gangrel to come out. Somebody, somebody mentioned, and I have no idea if this is true. Maybe Chat can uh, can uh, let us know that Gangrel's back is like uh, doing producer work at AEW. Oh, is he? I don't know if that's true. I read it somewhere, so I have no oh. clue if that's true or not. I don't know. But he's still active. He still does shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, let's just go ahead and dive into this. Uh, Edge, <laughs> now the good stuff's done. Edge comes out, starts off SmackDown. I thought he was pretty good. This promo was pretty yeah, I decent. This, I thought this was solid. I thought this was solid. Uh, so one, one spotlight on Edge. I was kind of hoping that crowd would be chanting CM Punk, but whatever. Nobody's perfect. He says, uh, Seth, I heard what you said last week, and it really sat with me. He says, your boot on the back of my neck, my face mashed into the Money in the Bank briefcase. I feel like it was yesterday, even though it was in 2014. I was worried about my way of life, my kids, my wife. Last week, you threatened all those same things again. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I know they're just mind games, though. Normally, they would be, except with you, because I look in your eyes and I see that you mean those things. You've pushed me into a dark place. You've pushed me into a place I don't want to go to because I can't come back. If I'm being truthful, maybe it's because I like it. You've made me find a place in my heart where the blood runs black. I can't just beat you. I have to break you, humble you. And Seth, at SummerSlam, I'm going to burn you down. Yeah, it was, good. it was a good promo. Burn it, it was a good down. promo. Let me go backstage, and there's Ray and Dom Mysterio. Man, Dom, overconfident. I love like, it. Hey, I love hey, it. Hey, Dad, I know you're going to win tonight. I know we're going to win tomorrow. Uh, and Ray's like, whoa, slow down. I know I've been hard on you, but uh, uh, you know how much I want these tag titles. Dom's like, yeah, I want them too. And, and when I, I mean, we win them back at SummerSlam, Nico's on. Ray cuts him off, says, have my back tonight. And Dom's like, yeah, sure thing, Dad. And that yeah, match sure. happened next. Like, okay, whatever you say, Dad. And he tried to have his dad back, tried to do the thing that the Usos did and that Dom has done where someone's in a roll-up situation, then you put your feet on the the person, your your partner's back, so it gives leverage so they can't kick out. Well, he did this again, but the ref saw. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Dominic Mysterio, you're out of here. Yeah. And then Ray gets out of the ring and just he, starts he just, talking to him. He just gives him so much crap. He does. He's a terrible He just dad. gives him so much crap. Awful and dad. then the Usos take them out. Uh, Jay Oh, the match was Ray Mysterio versus Jay Uso. Uh, <laughs> Jay hits a splash on Ray to get the win. Awful, awful, Dad. Uh, oh, so Johnny Rotten here. Just to just to clarify, Johnny Rotten says here in our Twitch chat. Last I heard on Gangrel's podcast, he isn't working with AW, but he's open to working with either company. Okay, so I gotcha. gotcha. I read that somewhere. I'm totally wrong. Sorry, apologies. Um, yes, and I saw that Zondo. Thank you very much that uh, he tagged me in the tweet that good old Seth here said. And, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna retweet. Or quote tweet this because last time I did that I got blocked by Seth Rollins. Oh, uh, did he unblock you? He unblocked me. Yeah, I don't know oh, how that's that happened. Nice. He got a second chance from from Seth Rollins. You know that's what I'm going to do? I'm just going to post a picture of him bald with a mustache. There. Good. While you're doing that, I get through this Baron Corbin match because it's pretty quick. So uh, 
uh, got Baron versus Kevin Owens again. Uh, Kevin Owens. So yeah, Baron comes out and he's like, he's clutching that briefcase. Mm-hmm, yeah, looking at people, make sure no one runs up and takes it from. Baron's doing really good work. Uh, oh, he's, Matt do, starts, he's doing great work. He's doing he's great doing great work. work. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens hits a, a swanton off the apron on Corbin, puts him back in the ring. He goes up top. Corbin rolls to the apron. Uh, eventually, though, Kevin Owens looks for a stunner. Corbin escapes that, rolls to the floor. Big E comes out, and Corbin starts running around the ring, sprinting over to commentary to grab the briefcase. Yeah. Well, Big E beats him over there, lays him out. So he takes the briefcase, and he just starts to walk off, thinking that Corbin's laid out. Uh, however, Corbin gets up, pushes Big E into the ring post, mm-hmm. grabs the briefcase, and runs through the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing the same thing on the house show circuit, apparently. That's what yeah. this shit kind of reminds me of, dude. I'll be honest with you. Like, you know how on the house show circuit, they just do the same matches over and over again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just sticking to a house show schedule where they just, they're just like, well, well, yeah, we did it last week. But it's like, instead of all happening in one week, it happens over the course of like months. And on TV as opposed to <laughs> and on, on televised events. Yeah. Maybe that's Maybe, I don't know. That could be I don't funny. know, man. I don't know. Uh, after that, we had a Bianca Belair interview. I thought this was pretty good. But before we got the interview, we had an extended recap of what happened last week during the contract signing. Um, and she says, I don't want to hear Sasha's name. When I hear her name, it stresses me out. Uh, when I hear her name, all I can think about is what I'm going to do to her at SummerSlam. But she hopes that Sasha is watching so she can see what she's going to do to Zelina Vega and Carmella, who she's facing. She faced both of them tonight in individual matches. Says, I'm going to snap Zelina in half and Carmella calls herself the most uh, beautiful woman in WWE. I'm going to make her the most hideous woman on earth. And then she's asked, uh, "Are you? is it kind of risky wrestling twice in one night? And Bianca just goes, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it maybe. Maybe. So I'm done playing nice, and you're going to see the nastiest, baddest woman in WWE. Uh, I like this. Jonathan says there's pictures of allegedly Bray Wyatt in the crowd of Rampage. And then uh, Joe Hansen says, remember that time Raven was randomly in the crowd? <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> he was eating fun. Oh, that was great. That uh, was after great. that, we had championship contender match with oh, Shotzi gosh. and Knox and versus Tanati and Tamina. Shotzi rolled up Tamina for the win. Uh, <laughs> after, fuck that shit. I'm not talking about it again. Seth comes out yeah. wearing all white. This was great, though. The crowd chant. Seth is doing really good work right now. He is. The crowd really starts chanting, we want Edge. And he says, oh, you've already had Edge. Now you have me. He was great. <laughs> now you have me. I laughed so hard when he said that. That was great. That was that pretty was great. funny. That was pretty funny. Uh, anyways, he's like, hey, Edge, I admire your style. We all listen to what you had to say. I respect that you covered all your bases, spouted out every excuse in the book as to why you're going to lose on uh, Saturday, and he starts kind of mocking Edge. He's like, oh, my neck is in disrespair. <laughs> oh, I'm a father and a husband now. Oh, no. oh I got to go to the blackest part of my heart. And he says, Edge, listen to me. There's no shame in your shortcomings. There's no shame in being broken by this business, by being a loving father, and there's no shame in not being able to find the darkness that once guided you, because without it, you're not on my level. And they both know that that part of Edge is dead. And the lights start to flicker kind of red. And there's flames on the Tron. Lights go down. Come up. There's, tr- there's Edge on the Tron. He says, hey, Seth, the freaks come out at night. You'll never see it coming. And then a bunch of black liquid falls from the ceiling all over onto Seth. And Pat McAfee says, oh, it's a brood bath. But they're going to have that... Oh, 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Yeah, the like the beginning of the thing, the like even whatever the instrumental was in the intro was playing yeah. too, but it just was on like a repeat. Loop, and then some people loop. were saying, I guess in the recap of it, yeah. they the played. They're actually, actually the brute song. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be way. Hey, wouldn't that be sick if Edge uh, came out to that music? That'd be SummerSlam? awesome. That'd be rad with Gangrel. That would be sick. With and a puffy like, shirt, and then like a some sort of NWO Christian. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's kind of a, a, a huge part missing. Yeah. Right. A Hall of Fame uh, part missing. Well, you know, some people do. Uh, after that, we had Otis versus Montez Ford. In this match, Montez was taking a new approach, this time wearing boxer shorts. And Those were awesome-looking shorts. They look very comfy. And They're he awesome. had ripped uh, – uh, uh, his wrists were taped. Yeah. So he was trying a different approach. He was doing strikes this time. He's bringing the fight to Otis. Didn't matter a goddamn because Otis gave him that Vader bomb. One, two, three – and uh, uh, Montez is out. Here's another thing about tonight's SmackDown. Outside that bout between Ray and Jay Uso, mm-hmm. I feel like every match was no longer than five minutes. Yeah, just a lot of short matches. I know, dude. Just, just uh, all right. Next, we had a uh, King Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Boogs, hey, Boogs. talk about some fucking gear. Rick cool. Boogs's uh, singlet. That was all over denim print, looking like overalls. It was pretty great. That was, was amazing. Great. That was great. Pretty great. So it's King Nakamura and Rick Boogs against Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. Again, short match. Uh, and Rick Boogs, Boogs got the pin on the former Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews. He hit. He puts him in like an abdominal stretch and kind of plays air guitar on his hip, and then hits a pump handle slam to get the win. Doesn't look good for Apollo Crews. Sadly, no. It does look Sadly, good for no. Boogs, especially in those denim Vince's back. I mean, ah, those are funny. Those cool are gear. Oh, yeah. I'll, 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 that's some cool gear. Yeah, I agree with Vince on that one. Uh, then we get uh, the first of two Bianca Belair matches. So here's the thing. So it was announced before the, the this this match, the first one, that was going to be Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. It was announced that was going to be the first bout before yeah. the commercial. 
So then Zelina comes out first. Carmelo's right by her mm-hmm. or right behind her. So they come out together. And then they're arguing at the right in front of the ring about who's going to have the first match. I'm like, they've already announced what the first match is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so Carmelo's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And she fakes like she's going to go in the ring. And then she basically throws Zelina in there. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to have that little bit, maybe don't announce who Bianca's first opponent is going to be. Because then I'm wondering, why are they doing this? Yeah, no, just just the laziness. This is a miscommunication on a you know global platform, billion dollar company. They can't even get little things like that right. I know, I know. So, anyways, this it wasn't a terribly competitive match. At one point, Carmella gets on the apron, distract Bianca, and and Zelina was able to hit Code Red, get a two count off there. But in the end, uh, Zelina leaps off the top. Bianca catches her, hits her with a power bomb. That a reverse power bomb into the corner, and then a KOD for the win. As soon as the the rest hand counts three, and Bianca's getting up, uh, Carmelo's right on there to give uh, Bianca a super kick to start the second match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bianca wins that with a KOD. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I have in my notes. I was I was like preparing for the for this shit. There was there was a really f- cool spot where Carmelo's got a sleeper on Bianca, and Bianca just powers Carmelo from her back around here and up for a stalling suplex yeah it was damn impressive and the crowd was like oh they gasped at how impressive it was it was pretty cool bianca's great so what happens if sasha doesn't show for is she no shows SummerSlam? what do they do is it gonna be a handicap match between zelina and carmella you only have three confidence points in that right well if they announce the change to the match before the show starts we re-rack right yes we do that is totally correct i think i have like six confidence points though so i hope they don't Start the show and then it's like some fucking thing that happens. Oh, I know. What a nightmare for me. I want to become Ultimo. I mean, the Usos got the win tonight. So, I mean, although the whole story is that Ray and Dom are kind of bumbling at this point. So it makes sense for them to lose and then lose at SummerSlam. That's the yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's that's a solid point. Plus, the go home methods. It's not. It's not absolute. It's not a hundred percent. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It would totally make sense for them just to fucking collapse. And then we got the main event segment, Roman Reigns, John Cena face-to-face. And again, it was much like what happened last week to open the show. Um, starts off with Roman. He says a lot of people say a lot of stupid things to him, and that's what John did last week. And the crowd reacted because he did it with energy. But I like that. You tell the crowd to pop, they pop. Hey, crowd, pop. And the crowd pops. They pop. Um, but he's not going to allow Cena to tell lies about him. He says, this man... Uh, thinks he could pin Roman one two three. Then he asks Heyman, "Hey, when was the last time I lost?" And Heyman says, "No one has beat this Roman Reigns." And Roman just says, "There you have it." He's very satisfied with himself yeah, when he says that. It. It's pretty great. Steve, would you like to play the role of John Cena since you are his doppelganger? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Cena says, uh, "Okay, I'm not going to let this go on. Everyone understands at SummerSlam, they're making their choices. Team Reigns or Team Cena? You have no idea what you're in for, though, Roman." I came back a month ago, and everyone is excited, and I appreciate that. But if a month ago everyone would have said Reigns is going to win, uh, 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 Reigns is going to win, every, everyone would have said if they knew it was going to be Cena versus Reigns at SummerSlam, they'd say Reigns is going to win because Cena is going to go and fly and fly off and, and film a movie. He says the movie part's right, but I'm going to take that title, still go do the movie, and you're going to stay here a shell of yourself, a failure. He said, I'm not saying that you're not great. He says, but are you not seeing this? They're calling this the summer of Cena. I got a contract written in like a big, bold marker that might not even be legal. I'm here to demote your ass. He says, all I have to do tomorrow is never give up. 
If you're distracted, one, two, three. If you give up, one, two, three. At SummerSlam tomorrow, one, two, three means I break the all-time record 17 times. Tomorrow, the impossible becomes possible. Thanks to Roman, and all it takes is one, two, three. And then Roman says, you just don't get it. You should have smartened yourself up before you came here. I smash people so bad that WWE doesn't have a use for them anymore. And what makes, Cena, what makes you think you're better than all of them or better than that? And Roman starts going on about how, oh, Cena, you do the movies? I can do the movies. I could do the movies I wanted to. And he's like, how about this? Let's raise the stakes for this match. Either I'm leaving Allegiant Stadium as champion or I'm leaving WWE. And then Roman extends his hand. Cena shakes on it. That's a deal. And then Roman gets him up for like a Samoa drop. Cena gets out of it, rolls up uh, Roman and gets, well, depending on how fast to count, either two and a half, to what Pat McAfee said it was, or Mike Cole's like, oh, he got him for the three. So the hilarious thing is Cole starts counting, but a little bit late, one, two, three. And before he can get to three, Cena like hops off him slash Roman kicks out. I guess I didn't really see if Roman actually like kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but then but because Cole stopped at like before three, Pat Pat McAfee says, yeah, two and a half or whatever. But the point has been made. I'm like, no, the point was actually supposed to be a full three. I know, but it's pretty funny. Huh? I know, but also the whole time like Pat McAfee's been touting Roman as the best of all time. So. Him to say, no, it was a two and a half makes sense with his character, too, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but no, it was totally, yeah, the, the, and the, the crowd counted three. Everybody counted three, and Cole was just late on it. Um, but uh, I don't know. It was just sort of a just sort of a funny little moment there. But yeah, uh, it was totally. what it was. I like Pat McAfee. I like, like I said, man, I like the performers in WWE. I like the people that are there. It's just, man, like the, the, the Vince needs to step the fuck away from creative, man. Yep. Maybe yep. look, it's, it's if he likes the sweet science of pro wrestling, that's great, you know. Maybe he gets his own little sideshow. Maybe he's hey, have Vince take over the creative of main event and that's it. And there maybe it'll make main event a fucking awesome show, you know, but leave the 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 real shows to people who have can devote all their time and energy to telling detailed stories with actual yes. plot character arc and shit. Yes. Yes. Asian Mare is a good point. Les Gold would have kicked out at one. It's true. Can't argue that. Can't argue that. Uh, you want to answer a couple questions, Steve? Yeah, I got a thread here. I'm kind of curious what this thread's going to look like for the SmackDown here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got a sub here from Milkman Leche. It says, Friendos, just thank you for caring about wrestling and for being awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Man, we like more than doubled our daily sub goal. Thanks oh, to that's everybody. So cool. Thank you so much, everybody. Dan was here in our chat earlier. He's probably yes. uh, probably went off to sleep. Um, let's see here. Uh, Eddie Brock's Venom wants to know, do you see Big E doing the opportunist cash in or the announcement like RVD? Which would you prefer? I hope, I hope he does the announcement. I hope so. Yeah. It'd be a big deal if he did the announcement shows that he's got uh, balls. Oh, Dan's still here. That's awesome. Hooray. We're going to do, we're going to do very, oh, we're not supposed to not announce that. Is that right? Yeah. We're not, we're going to, gonna, we're okay. So we're not going to do. Uh, uh, a, uh, a, a anniversary show with Dan. Yes, where we're all in the same digital room. Uh, let's not, see. Here. Totally not going to happen. We're not going to do that though. That's how you promote for real. There you go. Darius Johnson says, with Edge reverting back to Brood version tonight for Mind Games, should Rollins come out to SummerSlam as Authority Rollins, blonde streak oh, and old theme and all? That'd be funny. Just come that'd out as Tyler funny. Black. 
There you go. Uh, Johnny F. Cliche here in chat says, Sports Center Twitter clip of CM Punk's entrance tonight already has over 2 million views. Oh, she was. Holy moly. Huge. Holy moly. Uh, Michael Sodope says they're going to have a night of championship contenders pay per view. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, God. <laughs> night of champ. That's good. Night of championships contenders. JTV says it's the same thing with Priest calling out Sheamus for a title match when he already won the right for the title match. He won his championship contender, then challenged Sheamus. You know, match. people bitch sometimes about AEW's ranking systems, which I think is actually pretty cool. It gives you some amount of a roadmap, you know? I know. I know. Uh, let's see here. Lejeune says, how amazing would it be if Cena does win, returns to SmackDown next week, and drops the title with uh, two words... Uh, point proven. Uh, it'd be cool if he came back and dropped it to Finn if he actually lost to Finn. But he no. said he he said he was going to win the title and go away and shoot movies. And you wouldn't have a champion in residence on SmackDown till WrestleMania. He said. <laughs> he said that in his promo yeah. tonight. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that yeah. part. That's yeah. hilarious. And Rome was just going to sit in it. Yep. Yep. Uh, wow. Hip hop hippo says I haven't seen Steve this hot since Christian came back. Oh, I think I was hotter. I, I think tonight I was hotter than I was in Christian Game Back. Oh, yeah. I think Christian, the Christian thing's a tongue in cheek thing. I appreciate Christian, but it's fun to talk shit. Uh, let's see here. Moses Opposes says So Cena definitely isn't winning now, but let's say 2% botch happens and Cena wins. What do they do with Roman? Hopefully he'd go on a rampage, so to speak. You know? Yeah, I know. I he'd know. just be throwing everything around. Yeah. Or yeah, he'd say, "Well, I it wasn't I, it wasn't in the contract me saying I'm leaving." He would just go back on his bet, probably, probably. Or he'd go to NXT. <laughs> yes, that'd be amazing. Uh, let's uh, see. Zondo says, "Can I call BS on the five hours of TV? Is hard. You have a a writing staff, hundreds of professional performers who are trained to only improvise for ten to twenty minutes at a time, and see two and a half hours of ads that you get to use to fill time as well. There is no excuse." Yeah, I agree. You know, that dude, he tows the company, or, you know, he did back then. He sort of does it less now. But So, Adam, sorry, Adam Beveridge here says, so I think a championship contender match isn't a number one contender match. It's just a match against a champion. It's just a stupid Vince thing that makes no sense. But they actually say, if you win this match, you can earn a right to get a title match. They actually make it like the, one of the stipulations of the match. Um, Yeah, but isn't the key term there could because like even at the end of the match it's not like it's a hard and fast thing because at the end of the match they're like I know. you gotta think this is gonna put them in contender you know they'll get a title shot which makes it even less sensical that they keep doing it no dude you, you're you would think that the title championship contender match means if you win that match you are then the contender for the championship yeah yeah no I know but yeah no it, it, what he said is the it's just a weird Vince thing Mm-hmm. It's just a weird Vince thing, and we all have to fucking deal with it. And they act like, oh, it's so hard to do. It's not that hard to do. Fuck, Impact's been doing it for like a long time now. Like even before AEW, Impact was booking solid two hour wrestling shows mm-hmm. every single week, you know? And it's like, you can't tell me that WWE doesn't have enough people on staff to split up two writing staffs under two, you know, executive directors or whatever. I know. And it's not that hard. I know. You pay people to do a job, they do a job. I know. I know. 
Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around just for a few more moments. We're going to raid somebody. Thanks for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.